Rock the Ripple. Rock the Ripple. The Rock the Ripple Podcast with Narita McInnes. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rock the Ripple podcast. I'm your host, Narita McInnes. It is so awesome to be here with you as always. And today is another very exciting day because I have a very special guest on the show. He is the host of Conversations with Adrian. Uh, He is a personal growth coach, a dad, an entrepreneur, an all-round awesome person. He is Adrian D'Amico. Oh, I stuffed it. Uh, Adrian, welcome to the show after all of that. That's good enough. No, no, that's let's get it right. It's really Adrian D'Amico. D'Amico, that's it. That's it. Ah, I see I was overthinking it, you, you know? It. Yeah, that's right. I you wanted to do it well. the Italian way, you know? <laughs> D'Amico. D'Amico. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Say welcome. Adriano D'Amico. Uh, Adriano D'Amico. Yeah, mm, beautiful. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we've got that out of the way, <laughs> welcome to the show. How's your day going so far? Yeah, amazing day. Um, I mean, we're shooting this in the morning, so my mornings are, are really easy and I make it that way every single day is to get down to nature. I live by the beach, so, um, and I've got a beautiful uh, little dog and, well, she's not so little anymore. No. Um, uh, little sky. So we, we get out every morning, go for a, go for a walk. Um, and then she watches me have coffee and read my book at the cafe for the next half an hour, three quarters of an hour. And then I, then I get to the rush of the day. So yeah, it's been great. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So for people who may not have come across you before, I know I've done a little bit of an intro, but can you give them a bit more of an idea of who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, well, look, I think in a nutshell, like for the most part, who for the people that haven't really been exposed to some of my most recent work, like for ages now, for 20 odd years, I've been in business. So I've been a business guy and um, I read all the books, you know, the Robert Kiyosaki books, the Tony Robbins books, all that kind of stuff in my late teens, always had a passion for being a business owner. I grew up with a family of business owners. So um, my life has always been trying to make a way through self-employment and creating business ideas and, and things like that. So that's my life up until um, you know, for the, for the last 20 years or so, 21, 22 years. So that's pretty much like from a working perspective. And then in between that, like it's three kids getting married, um, you know, all those sorts of um, things that, that come along you know, with life. Mm-hmm. But in the last couple of years, though, some of the things that have really happened that have, have kind of projected the, I guess, my name and the the meaning and the power behind some of the things that I'm doing is that uh, I took on a coaching role after my last business and I started coaching people in the business space. I started doing some social media marketing and all those sorts of things. And I thought that podcasting would be a really good idea to kind of put a show together. So I did. Uh, It was mainly video based. It wasn't so much like audio only. And I turned my mind to interviewing experts around the world that were really keen on business and things like that. But then COVID happened. And in between COVID, I started a new business, which was an idea that I had for like 10 years, which was to open up an indoor skate park. So I got three kids. um, They're all boys. And uh, in my youth, I used to skate. And so I wasn't any good, but I used to love the idea of um, heading out and you know going for a skate. We never had indoor parks and things like that. So I had that idea floating around for ages. Um, 
And my wife at the time saw a news article uh, down your way in Adelaide of a guy that owned, opened up a skate park. She said, um, someone else is doing your idea. And I'm always like, you know, the universe will send you an idea. And if you don't do it, they'll just give it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I thought, fuck, I can't let this bloke take my idea. He did exactly what I thought would uh, like my hometown of Wollongong would need. Mm. And so uh, I've got a buddy of mine. We went down to Adelaide. We went to Melbourne, went to Brisbane. We went to, you know, parts of Queensland, Sydney, Canberra, and we visited all the parks, did our due diligence. And I opened up 360 skate park in, uh, I started in the end of 19, 2019, opened up January 10, 2020. And then by January, like February 28, March 28, I think it was, we were closed down for COVID. Mm. And so my life got turned upside down. And so uh, long story short, I started to turn my attention towards focusing on, I guess, the wrongdoings and all of the things that I was disagreeing with in terms of this, this COVID narrative and all that kind of stuff. So mm. I had a voice, I had a platform at that time. I think I had about eight or 9,000 fans on Facebook and a thousand followers on Instagram, that sort of stuff. So it wasn't massive, but it was a following and an identity nonetheless. So I turned all of my attention to interviewing experts again. And so I interviewed, um, Roger Hodgkinson. Um, I interviewed um, Christian, Dr. Christian Northrup, Dr. Peter McCullough. Like I got all of these people to to come on the podcast and talk about all this stuff that was going on. And, and they had ideas that were similar to mine. But boy, did it fucking change my life because <laughs> everyone started to come down on the things that I was saying, saying like, you know, you're, you're a granny killer and just all that usual COVID stuff that come through. And it ostracized myself from family, from friends, from the business community, which I established you know, quite well over the last 20 years. And it separated me. But this has happened before though, Narita. So like when I was younger, I had an issue at school where I got bullied heaps in high school. And um, it's one of those things where I was like a, a really popular kid. But when I got bullied, you've I could count all of my friends on one hand. And so this has happened before. I almost almost had the training for everyone doing the mass exodus and isolating me and, and you know, pointing the finger and all that kind of stuff. But I've never felt so in tune with purpose and with meaning and with the desire to use my voice, which is what I think is my number one asset to carry through a message to the people that were either powerless, voiceless, or didn't have the courage to speak out. Mm. And so through all of that, I had all of that disparity and, and the ostracization of, of um, you know, just me in the public and, and all those sorts of things. It definitely affected um, my marriage. Um, it wasn't the reason why we separated, but it was the part of the catalyst to it because there was a division and when you, you stay at home, the, the holes in your armor start to sort of come out and, and you, you start to realize that things are different in the world and you start to, um, I don't know, count your cards again and think like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what's going on with my life? What am I here for? Where am I really supposed to be? And at that time, the harshest realization was like, I wasn't in the right partnership. I wasn't in the right business. Um, you know, even though these were great ideas and even though, you know, um, that person was the love of my life at, at some point, it just wasn't the case anymore. So I had to come to this like moment of truth, mm. but on the flip side of that, I had this huge following 
and and my video started to go viral i was one of the ones that like many people were getting censored um but i went from like i don't know eight nine thousand fans to like thirty thousand, and mm. um and it keeps growing it just grows um daily because a lot of the messaging was kind of like polarizing at the time and so i kind of found my feet so to come full circle I now coach more on the health space, so the mental health, personal growth, um, anything to do with values, beliefs, anything to do with trapped emotions, but also on a holistic approach. So I, I help people kind of get more of a sense of direction and purpose and meaning as to what they are meant to be doing, aligning their values with their belief systems and living a congruent life based on that. And that's to do with health, to do with um, vitality, to do with vigor, to do with um, you know your sex life, um, just like your desire and passion, how you attack the world, all of that kind of stuff is super passionate. Those are the things that I'm passionate about. And so uh, I just coach on all of that now. I still got the business side of things going. So in the meantime, like I've lost everything. So Narita, like I've I've lost my business, um, my marriage, um, you know, like I'm like shitloads of debt. Like everyone's chasing me for coin. Like it's one of those sort of like bankruptcy type of situations. Mm. Um, but again, never felt more in tune, in alignment with the things that I'm meant to be doing mm. and never felt more steadfast in the approach of how I should be going. Even at 45, like starting all over again is fucking daunting, but I feel like I've now got this like, opportunity that I've never had before. And I've got this passion, desire and hunger that I've cultivated over the last couple of years. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Mm, that's so cool. It's like, it's, there's so much in that. There's so much in that. And even though you've had the shittiest time, it's the best time. Like there's always beauty in the the crappy time. Do you find that? hundred uh, percent. The The biggest growth curve that I've had in my entire life has been this last couple of years. And so mm. like, I know you and I both talked to Dale, um, mm. Dale Holmes, and yeah. um, we, we talk about the quickening a lot when mm. I interview him as well. So um, I think everything's kind of speeding up at such a rapid rate. The veil has been lifted. And if you're open to learning and going down certain paths and rabbit holes and things like that, you really find out that the world is not the same. And so the journey of then uncovering those things and then discovering things about yourself is um, I think in the last couple of years, for me personally, it's been the biggest catalyst to growth. And I've had many learning curves. Like life always deals me an 11 out of 10 lesson. I, yes. That's how I that's how I roll. Like yes. it, I, I don't learn little lessons once and whatever. It slaps me 10 fucking times. And then it just goes, you got to learn this lesson. And then it just gives me the biggest deal. And so, um, yeah, personal growth, relationships, um, when I got into things that were haunting me from from childhood, you know, past childhood trauma, the relationship side of things, the relationship to self, relationship to others on an intimacy level, intimacy with yourself, that was my biggest growth curve. And so you start to discover all of these little hidden um, traps, these hidden doors, these hidden things that were lurching around the entire time, sabotaging your success and pointing you in the wrong direction. You should have gone left, but you went right. And you followed these kind of like traumas and trauma bonds and all that kind of stuff. All of that, I geeked out on, on one side, but then on the practical side, I really leapt into on a, on a deep level. So I did shit tons of crying. 
I did um, heaps of emotional work, heaps of releasing. And then I got to this point of stripping down to bare bones because, you know, in terms of possessions and money and all that kind of stuff, I had none. And so when you're starting from scratch, you can then say to yourself, well, I've got an opportunity to start from this point forward. And what version of Adrian do I want to project to the world? Mm. And so in this do-over opportunity, I found that if I'm ever going to have the opportunity to have this version of me and, and live congruently to this version right now, then this is my moment. And so within relationships, within business, like anything that doesn't align with my values is an absolute no. There's some gray area, but just some. Mm. Yeah, that's so powerful. And do you feel like this time, like this time has been your biggest growth time? Because I mean, for me, like I know along the way, I've just had, it's been like a, a you know, a growth along the way, like a, a domino effect, if that makes sense. And like different learnings along the way. Do you think this one was just like freaking massive for you? Just. Mm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like it's, it seemed to be like one after the other. Yeah. But like, I, I can tell you, like as I mentioned before, in terms of being bullied at school. So that's one yeah. thing, you know, I've had stuff yeah. that's gone on in childhood. I've had the same dysfunctional family as everyone else. Um, fighting and all that kind of jazz. Um, you know, I've, I've had the blessings of, of having three kids, um, three boys. Um, but along the way, like we lost uh, a little girl um, in between my first and, and um, third born. So, you know, like I've had things happen. I've had people commit suicide, die from cancer, you know, lost loved ones, all that kind of stuff. Almost gone broke, gone broke. Like I've had all of these things, but just in the last couple of years, it just seems to be like, one hit after another you know when you when you go to rough surf and you you dive under a massive wave you get up and there's another fucking wave and then you're like <laughs> okay i'm down for the next one and then you get up and it's like another one then you start to think oh like I, I don't think i've taken enough of a deeper breath for this last one and so mm -hmm. then you go under and you really gotta hold your breath you know mm -hmm. so you finally come up for that you know third one and then you're like man it's still coming mm -hmm. And so now it's like, well, I have to get fit. I, I have to get match fit for all this kind of stuff. I, I need to start to build resilience and mm -hmm. I need to start to arm myself with tools and strategies and techniques that are going to help me because if this is the tone of the next couple of years, well, I got to become a fucking fighter. Yeah. Like that's, that's how I, I, I look at it is um, I've had to get battle ready. And that's probably where a lot of people get caught out because we've had a pretty cool life for the last you know, 20 years or so. And uh, well, my lifetime anyways, it's been hard at times, but it's almost like that was like the hardest bit for that moment. But the last mm. couple of years, it's been like smashed every five minutes. It seems like there's something new around the corner. Mm. And do you feel like now that you've been smashed, like, do you feel like at this point where you're at now, you just feel stronger than ever and have more of a sense of self and who you are now going forward? Much more of a sense of self. I I don't feel like this is the end of it. I, mm. I honestly feel, but, but in saying that, I feel like I'm running towards challenges versus running away from. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense to you? Totally. Yep. Like my strategy in the past was being avoidant 
And so mm. you know, like I would avoid confrontation. I avoided that in business. I avoided it in relationships. I avoided, avoided it as a child. So mm-hmm. like all of that stuff just was repetitive pattern. This is where I kind of trace back, you know, just the things that I do. It's like, oh, that's Adrian doesn't like, you know, confrontation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, I'd rather make love and not war. Mm-hmm. Right. But the real issue is, was that I just avoided facing fucking tough times. And so now I'm running towards issues. So I see problems in all areas. I go, okay, well, this is an issue. We need to face this because I want to get back to peace. And in order to do that, I have to overcome this obstacle. It's like, have you ever read the book, The Obstacle is the Way? You know, uh, yeah, I know the book. Yeah. 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 So it's just, that's my approach now. It's like, I, it doesn't get easier, but I want to face the issue and then tackle it. Mm. And in terms of coaching, I love that because I've always come from like lived experience Mm. and that's how I coach. So I don't read textbooks and then go, Narita, you should be doing this because this is what I just read. Mm. It's like in my life, this is the practical application of how I applied this resilience techniques. This is what was happening at that time, what I was going through, what was going through my mind, where I was feeling in the body, the emotions that I had and all that kind of stuff. Mm. What was a physical reaction to that particular moment? Mm. And and then that's how I dealt with it. So this is like my life path. This yeah. is how I learn and this is how I teach. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like too, because you've recognized the fact that you did have this avoidant pattern, that it probably you yes you run to challenges now you you see you see the obstacles as the way but probably you you won't have as many experiences in that way because you've been slapped in the face so many times until you actually did it anyway you know yeah, what i mean yeah, sure. yeah. oh absolutely like do you find that it's almost like the the larger the test that you have every subsequent test that comes along is is almost like it it doesn't hurt as much yeah yeah, yeah. You, yeah, totally. You've been there before and you're like, okay, I know what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So like right now, as we speak, I mean, people need to know that what I'm doing in the podcasting space with my coaching and things like that is everything that I've just explained. Mm. But at the very same time, you know, like I've got people chasing me for coin. I've got solicitors bills. Um, You know, like there's just so many things happening in the background that in the old versions of Adrian would have just sent me into like an anxiety spiral, Mm. right? I I would have been a fucking mess. I would have been eating like shit, not going to the gym and, uh, and really on a high anxiety level always. Mm. And so, um, although like I'm, I'm not devoid of those sorts of experiences, it's just that when I manage that process at the moment, I can be very caring about the situation, but I can also not worry as much. Mm. And I think the two need to be kind of isolated. It's like you can worry about a lot of things yeah. and, and you can also be careless and you can also have um, no kind of empathy or no sympathy or no uh, regard for anyone else. You can be very selfish in that moment. So the, the way I delineate that at the moment is I'm very caring about who I interact with, what's happening to me, my family, my kids, and those sorts of things. I care a lot, mm. but I try not to worry as much or give much weight to just worrying, constantly worrying about things. And it happens like mm. this week, I've been really crook um, for a couple of days, got a fucking cold sore, like, a, you know, all of the stuff was coming out. Mm. Um, but my, my go-to now is the the supplements that I, that I take, you know, it's fasting. It's, it's kind of like, 
getting the the minerals and the vitamins that I need to have in my body. It's resting. It's it's going back to the relaxation and to the, the meditations and the kind of affirmations and the things that I run through on a on a day to day basis, telling myself that I'm a healing machine. Yeah. And that yeah. I can get over this in in a matter of days. I don't have to be bogged down by by illness of any any sort. So um yeah with that being said like it's that's that's how i kind of view the world at the moment it's it seems like like i said to you before the getting match fit is a is a is a thing right so like you you really want to have your aerobic activity uh at a really high rate you know you you want to be able to in endure intensity for a long period of time you know Mm. um yeah, lasting longer is is a you know not just one thing that you need to know in the bedroom. It's like you know it's it needs to be something that um, you know stamina is important in in all facets of life. Mm, absolutely, because like you said, we're going to be faced with things at at many different times, and we're not like we're all not on this smooth trajectory of like everything is roses and rainbows and all that sort of stuff. And I love how you talked about um, affirmation and doing that work, even that's you know continuing doing that work continuing staying fit continuing looking after yourself and being kind to yourself when you are in the shit like the best thing that you can do is support yourself in that time because you're you're your biggest cheerleader and then you know we know the power of our subconscious mind how powerful what we say to ourselves and what we feel about ourselves and what we how we see the world what a difference that makes to us um, and so we're able to show up to it for ourselves more and more. And I think when you're like you're saying right now, you ha- you've got lots of stuff happening in the background to be able to stand there and go, you know what, I'm okay. I've got this. That's hugely powerful. You're not, you're not falling down or, you know, at, but you can do that because you've gone through that. Yeah. You, can, you know, like it, it, you've got gone through those tough times to be able to stand there to go, I know I'm going to be okay. And I choose not to worry about this and I know it will all work out. Yeah, hundred percent. It just goes to, I think where we are, have become professionals at beating the shit out of ourselves, right? <laughs> like we're, we're, we're really good at picking faults and we're really good at focusing on the negatives. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've been conditioned to do and that we've been taught very well over a period of time. And so I think like for me, it's, I've always been an optimist at heart, but sometimes optimistic people can bullshit themselves into a narrative that is um, just fitting for the moment, just to get yourself out of trouble. Mm. Um, It's not actual reality. So you need to really come to come to Jesus and say, you know, Hey, listen, this is the reality of how things are. Like I am really shit at um, making poor choices when I'm feeling nervous and, and anxiety. I I make poor food choices, you know, for example, you know, those Mm. sorts of things. So, um, or when I experience these heightened moments of stress and, and all that kind of stuff, this is how I, I react to those situations. This is how, where I feel it in the body. So I think that um, with that being said, it's kind of like these um, affirmations and and how you kind of pep yourself up is a very important component to retraining the unconscious mind, yeah. how to think more positively, you know, yeah. how to, how to rationalize things. Like you can almost use, you know, your forebrain, your high brain to go, um, I can rationalize this with saying, how bad is it really? 
Mm. You know, like I, I had a guy say to me a few a few months ago, where I saw him at a cafe, and he used to come to my skate park, and he said, "Oh, you're still around." Like as in, I hadn't killed myself because I just lost, you know, three quarters of a million dollars, right? Mm. So, um, it it got me thinking, and I, I found it funny that like some people might lose a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, and and they're ready to check out a life. Whereas I was at three quarters of a million, I'm still nowhere fucking close to killing myself, right? I even had the thought doesn't even enter my mind. Mm. So I think that building that kind of um, adage of it's this is the reality of things. It's not as bad as what you think it actually is. But at the same time, you need to start taking action in order to make things better. And, and to not face this situation again, or at least if it comes again, you're well prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's all that we've really experienced in the last couple of years, Narita. Like we, we've been ill prepared for situations like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you can look at it as a, um, yeah, at a, at a pandemic response. Um, you know, you, you can look at it as just like a local level, like in terms of floods and fires and, and you know, bits and pieces like that. And you can look at it in terms of just our emotional, quotient you know like the the ability to withstand stress and pressure the threshold for hard times is like we we, we're not match fit and i keep going back to to all of that so yeah positive affirmations all that kind of stuff it sounds woo woo sounds you know wishy-washy and you know rah rah tony robbins and you know i'm alive i feel great but you know it works on, Mm -hmm. on a level you know like we we need to convince ourselves sometimes that we are very powerful and that um, you know, I get in trouble a lot for for telling people that, you know, we're always looking for someone to save us. And a lot of people turn to, you know, to whatever, to God, to Jesus, you know, to Allah, to whoever you, you know, your higher power is. Mm. Um, but, you know, I talk to a higher power all the time and it's my voice that comes back. Mm. And, um, and I've been in positions where I've had to heal myself um, quickly from, from really detrimental things like happening inside my body. And I've done that. So who is that really? Like who is the almighty and all powerful and, and, you know, that would have to be us, you know, like I'm, I'm in control of all of that. I'm, I'm, um, I'm the one that's, that's moving the needle on those sides and people may disagree with that and that's totally fine. But I feel like we have been deluded to think that we have to acquiesce any of any authority and power to somebody else when all of that power remains inside of us. And has been and is untapped. And that is like, you know, potential that we need to constantly tap into, which is why I find my work so far has been so meaningful and purposeful because I'm allowing people to get an insight as to how fucking incredible they actually are. And then when they get a glimpse of it, they're like, wow, I didn't realize I had the answer the whole time. You know, I'm 50 years old, I'm 45, I'm, you know, 29, whatever it is. Mm. Like I had all the power, the answers, everything that I needed was right here all the time. Mm. And in terms of creation, abundance, everything that I ever need or wanted or desired has already been created. It's already here, all the money, it's already running through everyone's purses and, and, you know, ashtrays and and bank accounts and cryptos and all that kind of stuff. That's already there. It's already been created. There's nothing that I need to do. I just need to call it in. Like. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. The power really is within. Everything begins there. Everything starts there. That is where the magic happens, really. Mm. Mm. Well, now I want to ask you another question. So uh, what has been 
your biggest highlight of your conversation so far? I've got to love the coconut water. Um, mm. The biggest, like your favorite conversations on your podcast so far. I mean, they're all pretty phenomenal. So um, mm. what's the biggest insights that you've got from that? Um, look, I, I don't know if there's anything that comes to mind that's a big, biggest insight. Yeah. But um, in terms of a particular podcast or whatever, but there's a few things that do come to mind in terms of an insight that uh, I learned from Tim Ferriss. And I, have you ever read the four hour work week? Mm, yeah. All right. So I've read it like years ago, but um, I, I do listen to his podcast and I, and I do re-listen and reread it every now and then. Mm. And the last time that I read it was right before I started to kick off the interviews with doctors and, and things like that. And one of the things that he said in his book was that he gave a task to his students to connect with an A-grade celebrity mm -hmm. and and ask them if they uh, would would come on a uh, an interview or they could they could talk to them and then he had strategies of getting through you know their their PA and all that kind of stuff right so he, one of the overarching messages was that they're human you're human and if you just don't ask and if you don't persist then you're like you're never going to know and i guarantee if you ask a hundred of them one is going to say yes maybe two or maybe even three and the moment that you get an a-grade celebrity on your list is the moment that you'll start to get recognized and you're kind of rubbing shoulders with the people that they rub shoulders with. Mm. Yeah. So from a business and marketing strategy, I've used that for, for a while, but then it kind of got confirmed by the book. So the takeaways that I got was that, for example, I sent an email to um, Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm. And said to him, like, hey, listen, I run this podcast. It's kind of just started, blah, blah, blah. This is who I've interviewed so far. And we've got this situation going on in Australia. And I think you should, you know, um, it'd be really lovely to talk to you. All that kind of stuff. My email is kind of like, this is what I do and how I go about it, who I've got on the show so far. And it'd be lovely to have you on the show. Anyway, he fucking emails me back, mm. right? Not his assistant, not no. anyone else, him. Yeah. So, he goes, yes, I'm just um, finishing the Anthony Fauci book and uh, I'll be done in two weeks. I'll contact you then. We'll get it all sorted out. Now I'll pass you over to my assistant and she'll help you put it all together. Mm. Right. So it's like, wow. Uh, you know, I've got uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. To, to come on the show. And and I have this running joke with some people that say no to to coming on the podcast. And I say like, you know, it's it's a... Uh, hoops that I got to go through in order to track down these these people. Yeah. Um. But you know, Robert Kennedy will email me back personally and to, and get on the show. So there's those things. And the other thing is is that what I found is when you open yourself up to like, approaching certain people like of this caliber, and then you have a situation where you you just don't feel nervous or anxious. You know, like. In the coaching space, it's or, or any kind of sales, it's like asking for money, you mm. know, asking for the for the deal, right? Mm. And so then you go, oh, she's going to say no, it's going to be too expensive, and you're already coming with the you know the the objections that you're going to have. But mm. then when you go, hey, I'm fucking worth it, and you're going to benefit heaps out of everything that I do and say, mm. your energy changes, and then the results also change as, as a, a direct reflection of your energy. Mm. And so the more and more people that I asked. And the more and more people said yes, that it was doing two things. It was confirming that I was on the right path. 
Yes. Uh, that I wasn't a loser and an idiot and fucking psycho who just doesn't <laughs> that, you know, the coronavirus is real. <laughs> and um, and then also it was like I have the ability to connect with people all around the world mm. that have got an influence and I can rub shoulders with these people, you know, metaphorically on a, on a virtual space, right? Mm. So that's the most impressive part about all this. Like I can email Peter McCullough and mm. he'll email me back and say, yes, I'll be on the show. And he'll even convert the time from Texas to Australia and say, I can do it on this date and book me in and mm. send me the calendar invite. And wow. I've asked him to be on the show. Right. Brilliant. And yeah. so there's, there's things like that. And when I go to um, certain people to, to um, ask them to be on the podcast, the amount of people say yes is astonishing mm. and say yes straight away. I would love to be on your podcast. So yeah, like, Another thing, and again, this is sounding like a bit of a flex, but these are aha moments. Like I, I interviewed McCullough before Joe Rogan did. Mm, right, that is a cool flex. <laughs> I, I, I interviewed uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. before Rogan did. Mm. So I, and 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 this is the thing. Like I, I love Rogan's podcast, and I mm. and I like his approach to all the things because I, I geek out on stuff, and then I interview people that I like, that mm. I like the subjects yeah. that I like: relationships, health, fitness, mindset um parenting psychology covid vaccines you know all that kind of stuff like I, I do that and he kind of has a similar approach to all of these things but how cool is it to know that i have guests on my show that joe rogan has on his show and i've interviewed people before him so like i don't know is that enough insights like in oh, terms that's of cool Oh, yeah. it's awesome it's awesome and i think the biggest thing that you said there is something that i have carried with me from a beautiful lady that I worked with in my very first job. She said, Narita, if you don't ask, you'll never know. And yeah. it, it, it was at a lunch because I wanted to change what was on the plate. You know, I wanted to add something or say, if you don't ask. And it was just so simple, but it's so true. Mm. If, and if it's in your heart to do, then, and then I love what you've said as well, the confirmation coming back and forth, it's two prong. You're building yeah. your confidence, knowing that you're on the right track. Uh, and people saying yes, and then being able to share all this freaking awesome with the world. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's um it's a spin out. Like uh, mm. I I this is probably the first time I've really said it out loud on on a podcast. I mean, mm. I I I talk to certain people, and I just go, "Fuck, can you believe it?" Like, um, <laughs> yeah, the the amount of people that I'm reaching out to, and and even the people that say no. So so I'll give you a couple of people that that have said no, but they respond back, and that's that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Like they don't fob you off like you're an idiot and you're just a nobody. Mm. Um, like JP Spears has has not come on the show, mm. right? Um, so like there's people like that. Oh, oh there's a there's a few people that um, for example, like Kiyosaki, um, Robert Kiyosaki, all that kind of like Tony Robbins, you know, they they've sort of come back and said now's not the right time, right? Mm. So that's okay to me. That's not a no. That's yeah. not a definite no. That's a maybe. Mm. And that's a, a reason for me to keep going because there could come a time where this show could be one of the most popular shows in Australia. And mm. when you get eyeballs on the things that you do, that's kind of where um, yeah, you, the, the rubber meets the road. Mm. So uh, yeah, like all of those things um, are, are really impressive. And then, another one that just come to mind is like the fact that we're having this conversation this there could be anyone anywhere in the world that could tap into this at this point point. Mm. and to me i fucking love that 
yeah. because uh, I'm sure you get messages from people everywhere kind of going like, thank you. Just mm. thanks for the stuff that you're doing. Mm. Right. You said the same thing to me, like, just thanks mm. for your podcast and thanks for, um, you know, all, all the work that you do. And I really value it. Like it, mm. to me, that's a tremendous compliment to what you're doing to create change in the world. And not everyone may have the same aspirations and that's totally fine. But I, I've always had this kind of aspiration. I remember having conversations like this with mates, you know, gone by saying like, you know, what do you want to do with yourself? I'm like, I'll just, you know, I want to do something pretty big. I, I want to do something that's kind of remembered, that makes an impact, that's, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a legacy. And that's what I used to say when I was like 17 or 18 or 19. This is why I've always thought that I've gravitated towards this entrepreneurial space or this business space, because I've wanted to buck the trend and do something different mm. and i've got to be honest like most of the time 80 percent of the time it's been fucking hard like it's a it's been a slog in 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 my real estate days where i owned a real estate practice like it was you know eight nine years of of slogging it out mm. and then when i finally got to the opportunity to sell the place and made some money like that was the crescendo at the end for all the hard work it wasn't just you know easy street the whole time and it was the same in coaching i thought i was going to get into coaching and just make a fortune straight away and i didn't i fucking like i i think i made more money when i was 17 than i did <laughs> in my first year of coaching like it just it wasn't the best mm. you know and so you know all of those things are kind of you know a path of the course in terms of the 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 tools and the resilience and you know, getting back to all of that kind of training that you need in order to create so but this space though in the reader like I, i'm really comfortable with this mm. i can do this all fucking day yeah. right it's like i don't lose sleep i don't get hungry as long as i've got my coconut water next to me and all that kind of stuff i'm hydrated like this, i'm good i can talk all day and when i do workshops and things like that it's no notes it's eight hours of coaching like it's just you know full on and so mm. This is my jam. Like I and I, I need to be in this space. It gives me juice. It gives me joy. It gives me like a lot of life and a lot of zest for for being creative and all that kind of stuff. This is my thing. And so I just, it's kind of like I need to make this happen because I don't want to fucking get a job. I don't want to <laughs> go and work for someone else. I don't take orders at the best of times. So <laughs> this guy to work with, mm -hmm. right? And I'm opinionated, and I'll tell you if it's wrong because now I don't avoid any conflict, you know. So <laughs> I um I kind of bring things up when it's you know not suiting me, mm. and so I just need to be in this space where I'm in control of everything that I do, and I'm the author of my own story. Mm. Yeah, and I so resonate with that. I mean, and that just shows you're flowing and in alignment with what it is that you're supposed to be doing. What advice would you give to people who aren't um, feeling that flow right now? Because I know that that is a big thing that can sometimes come up. There's there's a few things. I mean, when you're not feeling the flow, there, there, there could be a number of things that are going on. So I think you've got to check yourself in terms of like, why aren't I, I flowing in all of this mm. in, in terms of liking the work or um enjoying the process so is it an attitude thing is it um the fact that i am um not giving myself credit where credit's due or are you on the wrong path mm. like that that's a hard decision you know to mm. to come to the decision where this is not meant to be is mm. uh, is a difficult one because you don't know whether you're like the three feet from gold scenario 
Mm, yeah. You know, the yeah. kind of acres of diamonds type of thing, you know, where yeah. you, you, you give up just before. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're like, you, you don't know. And mm. and I think you've got to test things and you've got to pivot and you've got to try things new. Mm. So um, I, I'll give you a, a real life example of something that I've had to do personally. So I lost the business. I had to close it down earlier this year. Um, so that took away a, a chunk of income. My coaching had already been suffering because of the lockdowns and things like that. I got roped into the business. I was working 80 hours a week there. Uh, and then it's all the emotional baggage and everything that come along with it. And so, you know, it's been rough. Mm. So I um, got out of that and had to start like from scratch, building up my coaching profile again and all that kind of stuff. So what could I do? Well, I could do podcast interviews and get back into that. So I did. And I also could do some content creation in terms of directing people the best way they can contact me, offering information that could help them and serve them in some way. So I did that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, as you know, the money doesn't come in the next day that you start that. Like it's a, you know, it's a slow burn. It's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a, it's a process that needs time to simmer, you know, mm -hmm. and people need to get to know you, like you and trust you and all that kind of stuff. So I was doing some work with my brother. So like I said, I come from a family of self-employed people. My dad and my brother are both concreters. And so I was working with my brother doing laboring. So I'm um, <laughs> out there where um, shifting concrete and you know, all that kind of stuff, building this, this massive retaining wall. And he says to me, look, if you wanted to get into something that you could just earn a bit of money on the side, you could resurface driveways. And I'm like, okay, well, I've, I've done resurfacing concrete because I did 750 square meters in the skate park to resurface the entire floor. Mm. so he said you, you could do it this is the square meter rate this is how you go about the, the job and all that kind of stuff the tools you need I'm like no worries my mum's a painter my mum's been painting homes for like you know 25 years so I come home and I said hey mum what do you think like um of this idea I could get you to go and um uh, seal the driveway I could get get some marketing stuff organized or the rest of it she agreed and so then I went back to a mate of mine. I said, hey, listen, I've got a job. Um, this is the idea about what I want to do. And I need to create some marketing ideas. I went back to my brother. I got some marketing information, got some videos. I, I went on to AI, uh, like this AI chat thing that I've got. Yeah. And I said, I oh, listen, I want to start this rejuvenation business and it's the resealing driveways and I need to come up with a catchy name and um, it needs to be sort of like resonant with the work that I do, but also not corny or anything like that. But, you know, can you give me some ideas? Give me 10 names that I need to come up with. So it comes up with 10 names. One of those names is revive my drive, right? <laughs> no worries. That sounds like a fucking great name. <laughs> um the, the crazy domains registered crazy domains like the revive my went over to my mate cam and i said mate can you help me with this business the only way that i can pay you though is through lead generation because i'm fucking broke mm -hmm. so i was like listen if you can get me some leads through facebook marketing and, and google ads and things like that then out of those sales i can pay you and mm -hmm. so um, he created a website. He cre I got my marketing material from my brother from the jobs that he'd done. And then I put together this marketing reel, created an Instagram, Facebook account, start off some ads, and I started getting leads within days. Mm. So, yeah, this is something that like, like a long-winded answer to, to your question. But I think mm. there are many ways to make your dream happen mm. whilst having like something else 
kind of carry the load whilst you, you're making the dream happen, right? Absolutely. And so the caveat is, is that sometimes you can have a plan B, but if you focus too much attention on plan B, it becomes plan A, mm-hmm. right? All of your energy, like focus goes, energy flows where focus goes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you need to be mindful that you need to be sort of like, um, you know, rowing the boat over here and then rowing the boat over there. You need to kind of put a little bit of juice into each one, each of the lanes and make sure that each one of them is kind of like going. So you're spinning plates for a little bit. But mm. I think that if anyone's feeling discouraged, like there's just so many more ways of doing things. You know, there's there's so many more ways of earning money. There's so many more ways of creating businesses. There's, and there's so many opportunities now where you can create, an audience, a platform, um, uh, send a message out like to, to many tens of thousands of people in one go. Like mm-hmm. you and I can't go to network marketing functions and have conversations like this with a thousand people, but mm-hmm. we can do it on here because mm-hmm. it can reach a thousand people, 10,000 people, a million people, like you could reach the world. So it's one of those things where I think maybe just thinking outside the square, maybe just becoming creative, maybe just asking yourself a question like, is there another way? Mm. Is there a person that is doing what I want to do? Can I model that person? Can I ask for help? Is Mm. there someone that could maybe lend me some advice on how to go about these things and create something that I really wanted to create? Because, you know, when I'm speaking to you and, and we're having a conversation like this and we're spitballing ideas, mm. but you come from a third party. You're not close to me enough to say, Adrian, um, nah, you're the best. You just do whatever you like. No, nah, I think it's a great idea and all that kind of stuff. You can give me an objective view because mm. you're an, you're a third party, so to speak, right? Yeah. So I think talking to the right people is a very critical thing because you can go to someone and say, hey, what do you think of this idea? And like, yeah great idea go for it mm. right whereas if you talk to someone with a bit of nows they might go well have you thought of this yeah and have you thought of that like is there something that i'm missing here like help me understand your business like these are critical things and so it just paints the the way that there there is so many more things that you could be doing and just sometimes a little one degree pivot here and there can make all of the difference and Also to what we were speaking about before, like in terms of abundance and opportunities, like there's no fucking shortage. Like Mm. everything that you ever needed, wanted and desired has already been invented, created and built and made. Mm. Like there is nothing you need to do, invent, create. Like the cameras, you know, we're talking off air about what camera do you use and microphones and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, all those sorts of things. We talk about podcasting studios and all that kind of jazz. Like it's already been done. Mm. Yeah, all the answers are there. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, like when I went to primary school, we had a math book and all the answers at the book, you turn the book upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the back and there are all the answers. Like mm. all the answers are at the back of the book. Mm. So easy. Yeah, all the answers are within. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I love your point as well. It's, you know, I think a lot of people feel like, oh, if I want to do this business or I want to do this idea or or something along those lines, they sometimes feel like it has to be all in or nothing. Whereas I like what you're saying. It's like the abundance is everywhere. It's being able to row the boat on both using both sides of the paddle and being able to bring your dream to life. So you might do something that maybe it's not your um, ultimate goal, but it keeps you afloat while you're bringing your dream to life. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. I think like sometimes when I explain to, to my coaching clients about 
going off course, like the universe rewards action. And so you Mm. can zigzag, right? And you can be sort of going off course and going off your true north. But as soon as you find the the point of correction where you need to make the pivot, you're kind of there. Like Mm. you just go pivot, here I am. I'm at the point. Whereas most people don't leave this point. Yeah. Right. So their goal is up here. They're right there. They convince themselves uh, of every which way not to do anything. Mm. And then they wonder why they never achieve their goals is because we well, didn't fucking do anything. Like mm. if you had made 25 mistakes and was here, mm. you're like, well, now I've learned 25 ways of not getting to my goal. Which way do I need to go now in order to go towards it? And that ends up being the trajectory to get you to that goal. You're already halfway. Mm. And so to pivot to get to your goal is like you're you're on now you're on track and then you're like wow I am so much further than what I thought I was I was but it's only because you took action and yeah. it could be miserable action it could be failing action you could have yeah. fucked up so many times and everyone mm. could have said to you I don't know why you're doing it like you're a glutton for punishment mm. but it's in the learning that you figure out what not to do and yeah. and again like I said before like there is always there's already someone that's done it. Mm. Right, there's already someone that's done it. They know exactly what to do, and they've made all the mistakes. This, this is how I coach. Mm. I, I'm no better than you, Narita. I've just probably yeah. fucked up more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. I think the amount of times I've fallen on my face and the mistakes that I've made that's shaped who I am, and that's brought me to where I am today. And so I celebrate the the pain, <laughs> celebrate those times because really the the obstacle is an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to grow and all of those things, like if you choose to be in alignment with the frequency of your highest potential, things that then come up, you know that they're for your growth. And so even though you might divert off the path a bit, you're still you're on the path because that is going to teach you something that leads you to the next thing. And like to your point as well, if we don't take the action, then we're not able to do it. I mean, the word uh, attraction, law of attraction has the word action in it. We can't just think about it. Yes, we can think about it, but we have to do the work as well. So it's, and it's not, I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed with the big picture of what we want to do, but then if we bring it back down and just take one step at a time, that is how we, we get to where we want to go. And it all happens in that moment anyway, because everything happens now. So we be that thing in that moment and then we make it happen. Now that <laughs> you, uh, so is there something on your heart, anything else on your heart that you really want to share today? That's just like bubbling at the surface. I think a lot of things have been bubbling on the, to the surface <laughs> in this conversation. Now, look, I'm excited about the future and I'm optimistic for the first time in, in a, in a while. Mm. Um, I think that there is no shortage of hard lessons left to go. And mm. I really think that what everyone is that I think would be in alignment with this podcast and, and the things that the messages that we're talking to mm. is that um, this is the, the biggest growth and the biggest learning that you'll ever face in your life. And mm. so as cliche as it sounds, it's like it, it's never crowded along the extra mile. Right. Mm. And so going through this sort of hard times and learning about yourself and discovering things about how you tick, like why you do the things that you do. Mm. And there's like, there's so much information out there that is totally free and is readily available. 
um like there's so many books and so many podcasts and so many like people that you can get in contact with to learn more about how you operate mm. and that to me has been like the biggest takeaway so like this operating system you know we we never got the user's manual and and we've always been learning mostly from broken people who didn't also have the user's manual either mm. so we kind of need to take charge. This is our time now to rectify the past mistakes and learn from them to the degree that we can now carry ourselves forward into the future with the version of ourselves that and the reflection of the world that we want to live in. Mm. Like it's clear that this sort of dynamic that we're in now in terms of the dichotomy between the old world and the new world, it's not where we want to be. It's a transitioning part of the time and space that we're in. So um, it's a hard, like it's a bitter pill, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but this is one of those times in history that we read about. Mm, yeah. You know, these are the moments that we read about in history. Like, wow, can you imagine going through that time in history and how fucking difficult it could have been? This mm. is one of those times. Mm -hmm. And so this is a learning and growth opportunity. And to see it as that is a, is a difficult one, you mm -hmm. know, because you're like, yeah, but the world's so this and the world's so that, and people are so X and Y and Z. And you're like, yeah, they are. Mm. Um, but do you want to whinge about it? And do you want to acquiesce? And do you want to suffer? Or do you want to be the change that you want to see? Do you want to be the catalyst that we need in the world you know we need more voices like this mm. you know we need more powerful women we need more fucking masculine men like we mm. we need our children to see examples of that mm. right and so we don't need to be under this mummy daddy um uh organizations of government and pharmaceuticals and all that kind of stuff like telling us what to do right that's my fucking life i'll i'll, I'll decide what i do with myself mm. Okay. And so that kind of sovereignty comes with the determination and the desire to learn oneself, mm. right? And to figure out that operating system. And once you've got it kind of figured out, it's just a slow change and just a couple of little dials to the left and a couple of dials to the right. And as you go through all of that, you get to really get in the groove of how things go and you get to feel that this is a yes. And this is a no, mm. you know, this is a, a definitely a direction I need to go in. And this is not, this is a learning opportunity. This is a growth opportunity. You know, this is something that I should relish in success. This is something that I need to learn, figure out, recoup, recover, and, and get myself back together, pick myself up by, by the bootstraps and keep going. Mm. So I, I think that's really a life lesson that I've learned. And so if there's anything that can come from the heart, it'll be that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well said. Well said. And that's, yeah, it's, it's all comes back to knowing who you are and standing in your truth and your power and nothing can really go wrong from there. Can it? I hope not. You're getting on the, the, you're giving yourself the best opportunity to weather that storm. Yeah. Right. And we, we've just been caught with our pants down far too many times. So I think, you know, for me, <laughs> I've had enough of that. Um, you know, my, my, my pants are firmly strapped on and I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm just picturing you with these Harry high pants now, like <laughs> walking <laughs> around like this. That's awesome. Oh, I'm just mindful of the time. Um, is there anything on, on else on your heart that you want to share anything, any rabbit holes you feel like diving down, um, 
anything at all before we tell everyone where to find you and all that sort of stuff. No, I think we've covered everything. Like I, yeah. I really think the message of this this convo has been uh, that yeah, we need to discover ourselves. We need to figure out what's going on here first. Yeah. and then project that into the world. And we need to understand that all the answers are already there mm -hmm. and there's nothing stopping us um, from being the successes that we want to. And as a matter of fact, the only person getting in our way is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think with that said, like that, that's all that needs to be done. Yeah, we are the solution, aren't we? We are the solution. Yeah. And if we want to see change in the world, then it all starts within and yep. we can make that happen. Mm. Totally agree. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so where can people find you, Adrian? Um, look, I'll send you a couple of links and things like that. I've got like a link tree with all of my little bits and pieces that I've got going on. Um, but most people, if you just uh, get onto Facebook, Adrian D'Amico, get onto uh, Instagram, Adrian underscore D'Amico, like you'll find me somewhere there on socials, um, YouTube and all the rest of it. And you, you'll get to know the kind of look and feel of what I do. Mm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like, I think that's the best way to get in contact with me. I've got heaps of stuff, eBooks and podcasts and downloads and all that kind of stuff that people can get into um, heaps of free resources, but yeah, more than happy to connect with anyone that wants some help. Beautiful. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Adrian, for being on the show. Thank you to you at home listening. We hope you've got so much out of this conversation. It's just been a perler. Uh, lots of wisdom in it. And uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, be sure to subscribe, hit that like button. If you're listening to this, wherever you listen to podcasts, feel free to give it a review. Um, but yeah, aside from that, thanks again, Adrian. It's just been so awesome to connect with you. Uh, and yeah, just thanks again. My pleasure. It's been an honor.